red carpet and hang with the stars. Going upstream with Breitbart and Melissa Calloway Show. Talk 94.5. And joining us live on the air is the one and only Jerome Hudson. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. You don't get an intro like that anywhere else, I'm sure. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> there are two ways that I approach this show. Either I completely forget that I have to do it until uh, Nick calls me, or I and it's like a it's like a surprise. It's like a treat. <laughs> or I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, what do you have? You, I won't. You have a lot of uh, things to talk about, I see. I do. I do. I actually was just going through old Brie Larson. And if the audience doesn't know who the hell Brie Larson is, you're forgiven. Uh, she is the star of Marvel's latest flop, Captain Marvel. Again, you're forgiven if you don't even know what Captain Marvel is. Hey, wait a minute. The, uh, the first one was pretty good. What's wrong with this one? I, I actually have this headline, uh, Captain Marvel. Uh, so the movie came out, in, the first one came out, I should say, in, uh, let's see, March of 2019. And it, 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 it opened to $69 million. Oh, sorry. Uh, that was the second weekend. Anyway, it opened in the top five. It opened. It opened number one, but it was it was barely a top five Marvel film. I think that four years ago, the studio head should have said, "Let's just quit while we're ahead." But apparently, you know, they thought that it would be a good idea to not only double down on a movie starring a woman who was like the face of Planned Parenthood and Brie Larson. She went out and said playing Captain Marvel uh, was her brand of activism. The movie was going to be about intersectional feminism. Uh, she didn't want the press tour for the first Captain Marvel to be, quote, overwhelmingly white male. I mean, just, just you know, just a very family-friendly face for your franchise. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, Captain Marvel came out, I guess it was, uh, last, this past weekend and it made $115 globally. Uh, it made about less than $50 million here domestically. It was, you know, touted as Miss Marvel, um, who's played by Camilla Khan, sweet little, sweet young lady looks like, uh, and maybe it's not her fault she's tied herself to an evil corporation like Disney. Uh, but that company touted this movie as the first, you know, Muslim superhero. I mean, last time I checked, there are about 14 billion Muslims on this planet. I mean, if just 0.001% of all Muslims on planet Earth went to a movie theater or just not even watch this horrible movie, I hear, I don't know, because he couldn't pay me to pay money to see it. If just 0.1001 whatever percent watched this movie, it wouldn't have, it wouldn't have tanked. Women didn't even want to see it. Some, some smart, savvy survey company guys surveyed, I guess, like a couple thousand people. Uh, 35% of the, the people who watched it here in America were women. Women didn't even want to see this garbage. Um, and, it, and, that, and it's not like women didn't show up to the movie theaters, because I, I can hear a couple of you talk about, oh, it's sexism. It ain't sexism, because uh, Barbie set 
box office record. And all we were told was to come out and see uh, Margot Robbie's anatomically correct nether region for months. And that movie was directed by a leftist woman. It was star. I mean, Margot Robbie, thankfully, I don't even know her politics. Uh, and then the China hack, uh, also known as Taylor Swift, who probably can't sing, but we'll never know it. Uh, she can kiss, though. That was great. That, that one she planted <laughs> on China's Kelsey. Uh, women turned out to watch a movie, guys, about a tour that I'm pretty sure the people who showed up in the movie theater couldn't afford concert tickets to go see. That thing set box office record. So there are two examples of females turning out to see movies directed by females, starring females, but they didn't do it for Captain Marvel because... You know, Brie Larson is disgusting, and Disney is disgusting, and everything they do is disgusting. And what do you know? These people, Disney, they insult their fan base. Brie Larson has spent years insulting her fan base. And these these people don't show up to see their movies. It's not shocking. Um, I could segue into the fact that, you know, the new Captain America movie, not starring Chris Evans, probably to the surprise of many people. The movie finished filming, guys, in June of 2022, okay? They have to do five months of reshoots on this movie. Disney, because they're a bunch of liars, came out and blamed the writer's strike. No, no, no. The the writer's strike started in February, you liars, okay? Hmm. You finished principal shooting on this new Captain America movie a year ago, and some change. Um, the movie sucked uh, because they finished it and they probably showed it to some people, you know, advanced audience screenings. They've, Hollywood's been doing that for decades. And I bet the people who watched it were like, guys, this sucks. So they're going to lose, Disney is, probably about three or $400 million on Captain Marvel. They're already probably in the hole when you add promotion and production costs with the new Captain America by about a half a billion dollars. And this is what's important, folks, okay? Because Disney is an evil company, and I could go through all the ways, and I'll just say that they continue to expand production for their apparel and their toys and all their gadgets in a company, in a country in China that for decades had a policy where you could only have one kid, okay? Mm -hmm. And sure, yeah, Nixon opened up America to China. I don't think they had the one-child policy back I get it. But, you know, I kind of hold uh, Walt Disney a uh, higher standard than stupid politicians that we've elected for decades. But nevertheless, Disney's an evil company, and they get it. They des- everything that they get, they deserve. But, but they own ABC, and they own ESPN, okay, which are leftist uh, uh, propaganda outlets. And, and, and their ratings usually suck. And that doesn't really matter because ABC and ESPN doesn't really make a lot of money for Big Daddy Mickey Mouse. What does is their parks and their cruises and their films. Mm -hmm. Well, their films used to make them money. Okay, so they're bleeding dry with Disney Plus because they keep putting transgender content on a family-friendly platform. And they're they're losing money now at the box office because they keep pumping out Muslim feminist films that not even feminists who are Muslims or Muslims who don't know they're feminists want to see. It's great. It's grand. It's glorious. 
<sighs> wow. You yeah. have a lot oh, of disdain for Disney. Is that because you live in Florida? Because I'm going to tell you honestly, Jerome, I couldn't <laughs> give a rat's patootie about Disney, what they're doing. I don't feel like it has any consequence on my life. I don't think about it really. Yeah. Nick may because Nick, you have a little one. She likes the old princess movies that we've watched with her a thousand yeah. times. And there's not anything glaring in there. There's nothing new that interests her. So but being that Disney is in bed with ABC and mm -hmm. ESPN and you used to be a sports follower. Not anymore. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder what we're, what the future holds and what is the, you know, really the national feeling towards Disney. Like, I feel like it's overpriced and I just don't feel it has the luster it did. I have a story here about, uh, you know, so Disney now owns Hulu um, because they used to own one third of it. And I think they split the cost with Comcast. So they just bought Comcast's third or two thirds of Hulu. And so, like I said, Disney Plus has lost about two, two and a half billion dollars in the last couple of years because the content is is just awful and disgusting and grotesque. People don't want to see a show about a high school boy who's gay and goes to, to, to strip clubs and drag shows. <laughs> but that's what Disney thinks yeah. people want to see. Yeah. So they got a couple of new shows coming out, okay? One is about like two dudes who fall in love and one of them has a, a criminal past that catches up to him and disrupts his suburban life with his male fiance. And then the other one is like this Here We Are series that highlights trans people and gay couples in middle America. And this is, they're putting it all on Disney Plus. This isn't necessarily. You know, the type of content that, you know, droves and droves of families are going to sit down after a long day of work at school and pop popcorn and, and eat. So they keep putting this stuff out. And they won't highlight the many stories, sadly, about people who actually go through transgender surgery way too young, not understanding the consequence of it. No, no. Disney Plus won't put those documentaries on. Mm. They won't give those people platforms. I mean, Bob Iger in 2018 was, I think, the first CEO of a major corporation before he left Disney in 2018 that came out against George's heartbeat bill. Mm. Bob Iger led the way on it. This dude is, is, is to, to the left of Barack Obama. Yeah. Um, wow. No, they, I'm pretty sure they're good people who work at Disney. Uh, but we've been reporting for years, at least the ones who live in the Orlando area, they can't even afford housing. Working for Disney. So was it, forced to pay their own people. You know, I, I remember a, a quote unquote livable wage. Yeah, I, I mean, listen, this he's come back now, and I think he's he said he it's almost like he regretted it coming back because they're they're Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, because he's like you know <laughs> I would too. Yeah, so like, how do you how do you save something that's failing on principles that you believe in and you put into place? Fire and every executive who was caught on camera. I mean, they weren't caught on camera. Who proudly and gleefully boasted about their plan to make half of the characters that you see on Disney platforms transgender or gay or bisexual. Normal Americans, Bob. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
don't give a damn about who people have sex with right. or if they have sex with people mm-hmm. at all. I mean, asexualism. Hey, hey, people, people don't care about that. They don't want to go spend money to watch characters who flaunt their rape. Who cares if this but girl you know, Do you know what this, this <laughs> how this feels to me? And, we, you know, we've talked about this, too, with Disney and how they're grooming children to be thinking of sexuality um in different ways and i at the I, very least just normalizing things i just feel like when i when i watch uh people who work at disney um you know it's almost like this um you know tinkerbell kind of concept of you know sure. just never growing up never never land living in fantasy living in fairies land and rainbows and tutus. And I just feel like it's almost like playing into that. I call it a mental illness in a way because people just don't want to grow up. They just forever just love Disney characters. I I don't understand it. I'm not a fan girl. I don't collect stuff. I don't subscribe to these types of thoughts, but there are, you know, that, lots of adults that, that are obsessed with Disney in so many ways. Yeah, they, it is. It is. I. I that's, that's who that's I think they're playing to. <laughs> no, I. I, I know. I think really they're. That's care. why they bring in the sexuality because they have to keep those people, those adults, interested. It's not so really, disgusting. and it's about. It's about. I feel like it's about um, brainwashing the children so they can keep this childlike thought throughout their, you know, adulthood uh, towards Disney. I don't know. I, it's weird. I, I don't know if I have strong commentary on the people who show up to the park, you know, go on the cruises. I just, my ire is almost exclusively for the executives who turned one of the iconic companies in this country into a porn shop and you know a clan rally like it's all about sex and yeah. race wow. for these people yeah. and it's disgusting yeah but someone is buying and I like it. that I like Someone's I like that it. the market is rejecting it <laughs> yeah I like that the market is rejecting who are they doing it for then they're stupid there's you know I I think I've pretty much <laughs> given up on trying to wrap logic around it it makes no financial sense. It makes zero marketing sense. I mean, Disney is like supposed to be this pro-gay trend. They're telling you that they're putting content yeah. on Disney Plus that would have people executed in the streets of Tehran. Mm. And they're, they're, Disney is yeah. expanding into more Muslim countries where you can't be gay. You can't be trans. I mean, I they're the yeah. biggest hypocrites It's called on the moving the Overton window everywhere they go. That's what Upstream is about. That is what this segment is about. Is about whatever. Well, when Brie Larson tells you how to vote, you can tell her where to stick. <laughs> Jerome Hudson, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Upstream with Breitbart. You can, fo- you can follow Jerome Hudson. You can also go to Breitbart.com and click on the entertainment tab that uh, we, right. he's always on top of. Uh, and he is. Happy birthday, Nicholas. Thank you. I appreciate that, sir. Um, And uh, tell everybody where they can get your book. Uh, Anywhere books are sold. I mean, it's probably easiest to get it from Amazon, although that's also a a, a little evil company. (laughs) Well, uh, you can follow me at Jerome E. Hudson. I usually respond to DMs pretty belated. All right. 
Very cool. Well, thank you so much, Jerome. We'll talk to you next week.